Ho, 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 gamers! You're listening to Big Think Dimension, featuring Dan and Bob Video Games. Uh, my name? No longer Dan Video Games. Oh, yeah, then what is it? Plan Video Games. No! <laughs> Dr. Agro. Games for Impact. And Chris Wolfhard. What's a Starfield? Here on Gigaboots. What is the Starfield? I don't know. I mean, I know what a Sea of Stars is. I think it's like that crossed with No Man's Sky. Oh. Does that have anything to do with a star citizen? No, I'm pretty no, sure. that's not real. That's, yeah, that's something else entirely. Hello there. Welcome to Big Think Dimension number 251, where everything changes. It's going to be really tragic when we hit Big Think Dimension number 500 and I have to look at Bob and go, we have to go back to the island. <laughs> and we go back to Niceville. Yeah, because Florida is going to be an island by then because of climate change. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, it's coming at you fast. Anyways, uh, we just got done with Gamer Premonitions for the Game Awards and then the Game Awards and a podcast about boats. <sighs> you fucker. Mostly one boat. <laughs> Mostly one. It is mostly one boat. Is it one and a half boats? How am I supposed to express this? It's been a day. Yeah. It's been a day of a lot of game announcements. A lot of fun times were had. A lot of jokes were made. Some people, they wore armor. <laughs> but here we can finally relax and just talk about what we've been doing. I haven't done shit. Bob? I got to play a few things. I got I got some time in. I wanted to try out some demos that came out. Uh, a game that hit Kickstarter called Dream Shot Fantasia. It, it's worked on by Twitter artists I follow, uh, Jetto, who does Castlevania fan art. Mm -hmm. um, but this game's got like a super 80s anime inspired style. It, the, it, the trailer for Kickstarter literally is like the beginning of the Daikon video for like Daikon 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a puzzle game. So I tried it out. It's a very strange puzzle game that I can't comprehend. I can't beat the first level. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, it's, you, you've got like a Tetris field, but instead of blocks dropping from the top, you were dropping blocks in from either the left or right. And you can decide which side they come in through and the... They will you shove them two at a time mm. and like shove everything from one side to the other side, and yeah. it's about matching like colors of four or into the sets of four. Mm. I'm sure someone gets it. I'm sure someone gets it. Uh, I, I could not. I tried it like the first levels like three times in a row. I was like, this isn't clicking. And the guy, the way they do the tutorial is like a dude talking in universe about the mechanics of it. And it's like, I need you to be direct. I you, you're adding layers to this to make it harder to understand, and it's not working. <laughs> um, so that's the. <laughs> Hopefully, Dan or someone else who knows what puzzle games are like <laughs> plays it eventually. And I was interested. I didn't have fucking time. Right. Uh, just setting up all this shit took. Uh, 
What do you estimate that was? Five hours straight? Something like that. It was, it was an absurd. Was, I, I think it was like five hours straight. We finished watching that boat movie, and then then you're like, yeah, well, stick around so I can get this stuff figured out for the stream. Yeah, I got to <laughs> make sure that you're in the camera shot. And then and three hours later, it was like, oh, it looks like we're going to be done soon. And then... <laughs> hours after that see what he doesn't tell you the part he was like well we should have a layout for gamer premonitions and that was the launching off point for literally everything you're seeing right now because originally it was like i'll put the thumbnail on screen and stream and then he pointed out people are going to see that and just leave and i'm like okay well and, and <laughs> i didn't we, need to sleep then, then you open the the big think old layout and then to turn everything to 4k it was completely busted it's, that's true <laughs> if you could imagine take an old episode of big think Make it a fourth the size of your screen. Wait, is it still? The it might still be there. It might Maybe. be. Should I even show it, though? Oh my there God, might be they, something. I would be scared. There might be something cursed in the edge. You know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say we're not going to show it. Yeah. I you might... can see every image that had ever been shown to the side. Oh, yeah. No, it's all. <laughs> it's all over there. Everything. We have, like, old Chris uh, avatar. We have, like, random shit. Every image on the screen extends, so the hellish field that Agro was hanging out uh -huh. in extends all the way to the bottom, seven times the height of the screen or whatever. Uh, so, you know, it became a bit of a project because, yeah, um, we are doing 4K VODs now, which worked perfectly fine this morning. <laughs> uh, and then we had to add the layers of Doing a screen capture in OBS to, as a virtual camera and then sending it to our co-host and then having Chrome open. Uh-huh. And those three layers were enough to break the camel's back and actually make the encoding like start becoming too much to keep up with. That was unexpected. I imagine not having to do that, it will be more stable. But this is just one of those fun things we get to find out together. Yeah, luckily on Game of Game Awards Day. No, this is how we're doing Game of the Year, right? Oh, my God. They get to see the, the spreadsheet back there behind us that I'm always managing for the top tens. Uh -huh. and the, I'm sure they would enjoy that, and we would enjoy not editing yes, it. Yes, not editing it would be incredible. Oh, boy. Because, oh, man, that is a task. I think the only thing I might like less than editing a Game of the Year podcast is Curse Content Club because you have to make sure the commentary synced. Mm -hmm. You have individual recording channels. You need to make sure or try your best to make sure no one like kicks their desk or the mic or there's a random sound from a train outside. Like that, <laughs> I've had to edit so many things out of just the commentary tracks for those. Whereas a <laughs> podcast, like we put our co-hosts in the cushioned rooms. <laughs> It's like a padded room, yes. like a mental hospital. <laughs> no Get in sounds. the room. We have to talk about Gran Turismo. <laughs> so then we put Chris in like a jacket and put him in the fucking padded room to talk about Gran Turismo. Man, the Gigaboots podcast network is rough. But yeah, I, so I'd, I'd cope by just starting to talk about all the ways that like the first big NASCAR racer innovated by cheating. <sighs> Like, he's like, I invented a spiral fuel supply tube so I could have a quart more of fuel. Yeah, no, that shit's really interesting. I think there's he's good history of shit like with cars would, and racing he would, aggro. <laughs> he would stick a basketball in the car tank and then def to, so they knew how much like space he had. And then he deflated after they left. <laughs> 
so he'd have another an gallon asshole. of gas. What an asshole. Is this the same guy who filled like gasoline into the uh, frame of his car? I'm pretty sure that's a later innovation that okay. was deemed extremely not okay. Right? Because it's like, yeah, this is just, this will explode. Yeah, just, just what the hell are you doing right now? Also, yeah, Dan, to, to be clear, everything past World War II isn't history. It's politics. Yeah, if anybody alive, if anybody was alive for it, it's not history yet. Okay, then. So so in the next decade, the Nazis are going to become history, and people are not going to take that well. <laughs> There's going to be some weird fucking shit we see that will be bizarre to us specifically. We're like exactly the right age to be like, well, no, that was, you, did you not remember all of culture for the past 90 years? And what? Then it, and then it turns out no, they didn't because they were they they were woken up after that. <laughs> they were in pods. Well, Bob. Yeah, I, I did play some other games. How unfortunate on this day of days. I know. Well, I know. What, what else did you play, motherfucker? <laughs> I played the Soul Quest demo. All one word. Yeah, it's all one word, but concatenated, so the the quest is capitalized. Intercapped. Intercapped. Um, kind of. It's a 2D side-scrolling game that wants to be Devil May Cry, but it has like a really generic art style. You just play as a very plain, like female knight fighting skeletons. You look in like Agrius from Final Fantasy Tactics. No, you don't look that cool. You look That's, like I'm, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you look like incredibly lame version of her. Um, this this looks like it has the same problem that all these 2D Devil May Cry likes do where you just beat on stuffed animals and then if they swing you dodge through them and that's how you deal with every attack mm -hmm. yeah it's really hard to sell me on devil may cry in 2d I, I keep trying these and i've never been pressed um it just doesn't feel like it does enough to make it interesting in a 2d plane also not having much of anything going on art wise is pretty lame but yeah, I've been I've been following that on Twitter for a little while, so it was interesting to finally try it and be like, oh, it's basically kind of what I thought. But you have all the Devil May Cry moves, like you got a bunch of stuff from Dante and also from Nero, and it's funny when you have just literally names taken from that, so you have stuff like Shuffle on a character who uh, has no attack name theming around decks of cards or anything, and it's just like, oh, you you just took the name, you didn't realize why it was named that. Yep. Weird. Um, culture do be like that. Yep. Uh, and then the only other thing I played, I got to play some of uh, RE4 Remake's Separate Ways expansion. I thought he was going to say the VR demo. I'm like, what is that thing? What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't that, have VR. Yeah, it was like, there's so many layers of confusion. By the way, that comes out in like a few hours. Yes, it is very soon. Um, what the fuck's wrong with them? Yeah, I everything's have, coming out. Weird how Resident Evil 4 might get double game of the year. Uh, I've played a few hours of separate ways. That's okay. really good. It integrates super well. Like they they smoothly like have cutscenes to show you exactly what in the timeline it is, and everything links together right so far. Oh damn! They need to remake Double May Cry too. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, but that's all I really had to say about. It. I was like, yeah, it's more Resident Evil Four. It's great. <laughs> it's funny how that works. <laughs> You can in the four, but you got a grappling hook now. Well. Well. Um, and yeah, that's everything I played. I, I mean, I played more Disgaea, but it's not really, I didn't finish yeah. it yet. I don't have anything more to say. Uh, I've been playing a lot of N64 on the CRT. 
Um, oh, yeah. They updated the core, so it basically works with every game now. Yeah, we so we thought we played Ooh. Bomberman. Yeah, we played Bomberman, both Castlevania, Super Mario 64's normal ROM where it's got the face. Right. Can't it does wait the, to play it some, does the Sam Lake face. <laughs> can't wait to play some Harvest Moon 64. That's the Harvest Moon that I have the most history with. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of if we tried anything else. We got the Goemons, the Castlevanias, the Mario. We also played Bombermans. something for stream. Oh. What? We played what Turning Point, Fall of Liberty. Oh my God! <laughs> you thought you could get away? Uh, okay, all right. I'm just gonna. Uh... I feel like Turning Point, Fall of Liberty came in like an aluminum can <laughs> with a white plain paper wrapper uh -huh. that said FPS. Like you got it from the government because you're too poor. Yeah, it's government <laughs> cheese, but as video games. Okay, so aggro. Yes, sir. Winston Churchill got hit by a car, only instead of being crippled, he dies. Okay. Because of that, the Nazis invade New York. <laughs> the American government <clears throat> immediately falls to them. And uh, we get, what was it? The Secretary of State becomes a shadow president who's just kowtowing to them. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, that all checks out. <laughs> Great. Then no criticisms. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ooh. All of those logistics are completely logical and rational. Uh-huh. So you think of Winston Churchill died, they would have super blimps that were just impenetrable and wouldn't. Yeah, they're, wouldn't they're destroyed. attacking us with invincible blimps that they we can't. Hundred percent have the the manpower and the technology to occupy the continental United States. Yeah, it was fast. <laughs> it was like crazy fast how quickly uh, the Liberty has a fall. <laughs> they, we don't know exactly how much liberty fell but we know they have definitely took all of new york and all of washington dc they took the white house they did uh they put up uh nazi flags and everything in front of it yes uh and uh the secretary secretary of state you fight your way through hordes of nazis to get into him and he's like no you don't understand we have to we have to shut the dick of these nazis so that way we can stay alive and the game's like oh you could shoot him and i just threw a grenade and he didn't react until it exploded and killed him <laughs> it just landed at his feet and he kept doing that the whole time with the groveling and the hand gestures and then he exploded it was pretty you know, that was the peak of the game yeah easily Not, no contest uh okay so it's unreal engine it is very barren it is very flat the levels are incredibly unambitious this thing came out three years after perfect dark zero it is absolutely flossed on by perfect dark zero yeah it's, it was a level level of pathetic that was it's kind of unheard of like that they sold this at stores it was like what reminder listener this is one of the two First-person shooters made in the same calendar year by Spark Unlimited. Creators of Yaiba, Ninja Gaiden Z, and Lost Planet 3? Uh-huh. I watched an interview for Lost Planet 3 right after this uh, stream. He spent the entire interview talking about how good their cutscene tech was. The interviewer's like, so what's good and new about this game? And he's like, our cutscene tech is so good. We can do such good cutscenes. It's so good. 
We got the facial, the facial capture, and the motion capture, and the and the vocal performance all at the same time. The whole interview. Yep. So that must be a gem. Mm-hmm. Turning Point Fall of Liberty is a video game. You can play it. You shouldn't. It is probably the brokest, assest, motherfucking video game we've ever beaten on a Friday stream. Yeah, you just... It's the most cynically made, just... It is a shooter, you uh-huh. could imagine. Yeah. Like, you go into a room, guys spawn, you go into another room, it, the game continues. The opening <laughs> tries... It feels like what a student would do nowadays in Unreal Engine to make their Bioshock fan game. Where it's just like, oh, I have a cutscene where, oh no, people are parachuting down and I'm just an everyman and I need to fight my way. And I'm going to walk on these construct, you know, these still steel, what do they call them? Rebar or whatever. The construction platforms for yeah. a building. He's walking across these steel beams and he's just, because it's a cutscene basically, but you're playing. You walk on the straight and narrow as people fall off of it and other things happen and, oh, it's crazy. And then that basically stops. Yeah, no, the money runs out immediately. Like you do that little sort of cutscene stuff in that first level. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you are now in a blown out street on a turret. Yeah, that that was within like, what, five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every time a level ends, everything just freezes, and it goes to a mission complete screen. Yeah, uh, which wh- what was what was the word it used again? It was like liberty gained or Something saved or like that. You are victorious. Yeah, you are victorious. Every level ended it with it in all caps, proclaiming that we were victorious, and yet we still had to play more of the game. So I argue that's not true. So after you beat the first area where you stand there at the turret in a blown out bus or a blown out van mm-hmm. you then walk to another blown out van that's identical to yeah. shoot another do another turret segment yeah this is like level one yeah that's how bad this was yeah i'm serious this is probably the worst video game we have ever beaten on a stream and that's not an easy competition it's not like it's it's the cheapest for sure. Like it's the most just raggedy bad thing. Like it, but it's not miserable like some of the games we've played or disgusting like some of the other games we played. Yeah, right? So it's it's weird. We've we've hit so many different ra- types of bad on our streams. Yeah, that's true. So I don't want to overhype it and be like oh it's the worst game ever cuz it's like I don't know. We played the medium. It's like we spent seven hours just eating unsalted saltines. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the plainest for sure. Steve Emery Info is going to play this game and people watching it are going to be grossed out. They're like, that's not safe. What are you doing? No, Steve, you're going to die. <laughs> don't play that. This is turning out to be the biggest endorsement for Homefront I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Homefront positively a few times during this. <laughs> we had multiple moments of like, oh my god, Homefront is resoundingly better and smarter than this. <laughs> that's depressing. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's 
That's all I want to say about Turning Point Fall of Liberty. After you do the DC stuff, I'm trying to remember what the justification... You just ended up back in New York to take down the super blimp. Yeah, you just basically just do that again because they didn't have any other assets. I'm convinced Legendary is going to be set in New York, too. Oh, yeah. 100%. That's the other first-person shooter made by Spark Unlimited in the same calendar year. Yep. I believe the Metacritic was higher on that. Was it? Maybe it was lower. Maybe it was lower. I don't know. It has Griffin, so it's got to be better, right? It's got to be cooler, you would hope. Critic? Watch, it's going to be one Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they got him working in this cutscene. He's not gameplay. It looks like it is four points higher on Metacritic. There we go. Nice. I'm excited. Uh, That's it. I'm done talking about it, Bob. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with that, too. Okay. Hey, Chris, what you been playing? Uh, so I started and beat Disgaea 7. Jeez. Started and beat in a single week. Holy it's not, shit. It's not very long. Did you not item world? Did you just resist the urge? Oh, I item world somewhat, but okay. you go, you get levels pretty fast doing item world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also helped by the fact that um, I redeemed the free DLC pack you get. That includes a thing that gives you double experience for 100 battles. Wait, what? I didn't see that. <laughs> it's If you go into the, the store, there's a free DLC that's like, it's free items and a thing. One of the things it gives you is a thing that they sell for money called a boost ticket. And, what, and there's a t- times two, times five, and times ten boost tickets. And they cost like, I think, times two costs a dollar, times five costs two dollar, times three costs cost three times 10 cost three dollars it just makes you get that much more resources from a battle for that many battles and that i mean a whole map by battle i mean map not like an a, a killing one enemy mm-hmm. so i didn't realize that turned on until about halfway through the game <laughs> because gaining a level every 1.2 kills is not that much different from gaining a level every like 1.8 kills Right. So I didn't even really notice anything that was different. I was like, maybe you're getting a little bit faster, but maybe, but I don't know. But most of the maps in Disgaea 7, maybe not most, but a lot of them are kill one guy. Mm-hmm. And I've played Disgaea games before, so I know, well, I'll just make a big tower of characters and throw them all across the map until now he's surrounded on turn one. Now he's dead on turn one. <laughs> yeah. How How far into that game did you, are you bob uh i'm really far uh, it what chapter I, do you remember I, it was after they went to act three so like two chapters into that did you do the chapter where you felt the savings by there being the same map four times yes that was uh okay intense <laughs> yeah there's i i really liked this game i liked it a lot more than disguise six a game that i dropped in like chapter two but there sure are parts where you get to feel the savings. Yeah, I feel like at some point this guy used to have, you know, all the stories just visual novel in this, and it used to have it so you could see the background and sometimes the new characters around on the map. And that just doesn't happen anymore. Uh, yeah, occasionally. I guess that's harder to do with this 3D shit. Or they just decide you didn't need to, because it was always stuff like they walk onto the map and then there's visual novel. Mm-hmm. But this game also had like a lot more like CGs, like visual novel style CGs than the old games. Yes, it did. 
Uh, but there is a lot of do this map, now do it backwards. Like that happens a couple times. Um, I really liked the story of the game. I thought all the characters were pretty good. Uh, it, it, it's so similar to Disgaea 5, except better, that I almost feel like calling it Disgaea 5 Good Edition. <laughs> yeah, it's because hard to relate it to that in my head, because I'm like, every character in Disgaea 5 is so weak. It, it's structured it's structured almost identically, like down to the you do the you do the chapter that it's about one character and then they get their power up at the end of it like a shown in anime. Like it has that exact same structure. Mm. That bothered me a lot in Disgaea 5 because I'm like, why are you like unironically without any kind of gimmick doing generic shonen friendship shit? This is Disgaea. And in this they do they in this they do it while keeping like the disguiseness to it because the main character literally gets leukemia when anybody shows him positive attention at all or when he has to give anybody positive attention he starts vomiting blood. Relatable. <laughs> so it so it uh helps. Uh and this isn't a this this is this isn't really a spoiler but I have to say it it's a testament to how brain diseased I am. <laughs> so you get, you know, you you complete the characters, you, you go through the game, something happens focusing on one character, they get like emotionally motivated or have like a personal epiphany and their abilities get upgraded like a shonen anime, very common anime stuff. And it like tells you like this ability became this ability and they gained this ability. One of the abilities a character gets later in the game is it's like character learned two-step plan. <laughs> And I started laughing violently until I almost threw up. <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to have to also, put on the stream deck at some point that clip for the whitest kids you know skin. We're, the, we're so damaged. Kill us, God. <laughs> also, when, when Bob talked about that there's a character that's just the, the, the villain of Disgaea 5, I didn't know it was literally the same portrait but recolored. Yes. I, I should have been more direct with no, it is the, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like it's an acknowledgement of how much that guy sucks because he keeps getting killed off screen. Mm -hmm. uh, you, fee you feel maybe too strong in this because they give you, because the, the, main, the main named characters, like the, the story ones, which there are more in this game than any other Disgaea game, I think. Like, I don't think there's any other game where there, you have six. I feel like that's a typical number, but I'd have to go back and count. I mean, I mean, you get them all pretty early, and like in in Disgaea one, you have you have Laharl, Flown, and Flan, and Etna, and then real late in the game, you get the humans, right? But that almost feels different because it's like one one or two chapters away from the end. Mm -hmm. Unlike the and in Disgaea five, I think you had there's five people you get. In four, there's in four, there's Valvatore as the the where. Uh, Fenric the werewolf, the girl in the pretty outfit, and then the uh Yeah, it's I think it's I think it's five in most games. Hmm. But some of them always feel like almost they don't feel like main characters, like in 
Disgaea 2, you get Adele's younger brother and sister as party members, and they're unique characters, but they don't feel like main characters. But anyway, all of them get like a Super Saiyan meter you can fill, and then when it turns on, you, you get to eviscerate things. And you also have the the get big mode, mm-hmm. which is just which is just a win button in most maps. Yeah, because 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 the the character that gets big can just do a regular attack with boosted stats on a four by four square. Oh damn! I think so it's five by like, five. Actually, it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's enormous. So so if you have a bunch of enemies clustered, like on a far end of the map, and like it's it's one of those kill this guy maps, it's just like I'm just gonna punch you with the giant it's over <laughs> you need to charge that meter so you can't do it on turn one usually yeah okay. usually that's anything and sometimes i'll even be like oh well there's a giant treasure chest on this map you want to open that by turning big and punching the treasure chest and i'm like uh i'm i'm 60 levels above this map so no i don't fair <laughs> uh so the thing the you can do some goofy shit in this game. Like um, the thing I did in the entire back half of the game is I got a thief up to the level where they learned the ability to steal a attempt to steal a random item from every enemy on the map at once. Mm-hmm. Thieves are really and good. And by in this item, I item I mean part of their gear. Yeah, that's deranged. So I I just park my thief in the corner and I'm like I'm gonna do this every turn until no enemy has any gear and their stats are now tanked. Because they don't have a weapon, they don't have any armor, they don't have accessories. Yeah, this is this the first one where, like, previously in Disguise, you have to bring in an item for stealing. And this I one... Ass- I, I think they changed it later on that it was just an ability thieves get, but I don't know in which one. Right, but now you can just There's... literally just... You have a steal button. <laughs> an ability yeah, to it's just an ability they learn. Uh, there's a lot of QA changes in this that I don't know if they came from this one or if they were in six. Like uh, in previous Disguise games, you had a thing called a bonus meter. And the bonus meter, it started at zero and could get up to nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, in nine, in 99% of maps, you couldn't get it above one because the only way to really juice it was to do a geo panel combo, which I'm not going to fucking get into. It's a complicated mechanic in this guy. <laughs> It doesn't matter. In this, they changed it to there are five conditions for the map, and for each condition you successfully fulfill, you will get a reward. So you can actually conceivably get all of those in every battle instead of never doing it. Right. Neat. Uh, there's so many ways to get strong in this one. It, it really feels... You just feel like nobody has a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly think there might be too many mechanics now. Like <laughs> I, I, I was like, I'm going to play this like I play every Disguise game. I'm not going to look at anything I don't want to look at. I'm just going to make my numbers big enough that strategy doesn't matter. That's how Disgaea works. Founding principle. Dis- Disgaea didn't have like mechanics that would make you like think at all until four. It was Jesus. it was purely it was purely get your number bigger. I still miss one's just unethical way that the ninjas work where it's like, yeah, they will dodge everything. Nothing can hit them. <laughs> Jesus. 
Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I might actually go back and do post game at some point. Not during the game of the year crunch, though. Really? <laughs> I might do. I might do one of. I might buy one of those times ten boost tickets to do the post game because I'm like, I don't. I don't fuck, we don't fucking have all day over here. Yeah, I See? feel like ideally you save that until it's like I can. I got some maps. I can make this work. <laughs> See, it was that easy. Just charge sixty dollars for your game and then have some atomic candy on the side. <laughs> And I only got the game for forty dollars, so I, didn't, oh, damn. I wouldn't. I won't feel bad about. Yeah, no, that's fair. I also, I don't think I'm going to buy any of the DLC where you go f and fight the previous characters, especially in, since because they packed them like an asshole. Oh, they packed them almost randomly. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like I'm just going to wait till the whole season pass goes on sale. I'm not buying these individually. This is messed up. Because it's not like here's the characters from Disgaea one. Here's the characters from Disgaea two. It, it's like it gives you a, and, and there's like a there's a map with a little bit of story attached, so you do actually get like a little bit of story. But it's they pack them in such a weird way. It's like also they included games from Disgaea. They included characters from Disgaea D two. How dare you acknowledge that game? <laughs> I don't really have much else to say about it. It's 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 really good. It's the one I've liked it more. I like it more than any Disguise game since three. Yeah, it's definitely the best in a long time. I I think I should be able to blow up Nipponichi Software of America with my mind for selling me Disguise Six for seventy dollars. Fair. <laughs> There's also a lot of, lot of other nice uh, quality of life features. Like if you unlock a color for a class, you can just change the class to that color at any time instead of having to reincarnate them. Hmm. I like to be able to pick my cosmetics. Uh, that's all. I also played some just Diablo 3. Oh. Ah, 3. Because I needed something I could press buttons and get loot, so I didn't pre-order World of Warcraft: The War Within. <laughs> so far, it's working. <laughs> yeah, Diablo Three does let you press buttons and collect loot. It does that one thing. <laughs> That's all I need. Hey, Doctor Agro. Hey, what you've been playing? Uh, I have now finally gotten sufficiently deep enough into Honkai Star Rail that I understand the shape of the thing, which is something I'd been curious about the entire time I'd been playing it. Because as I was going through these areas and this content going, uh, this is an unsustainable thing as a JRPG. I don't know how much of this game can exist before I hit a point where I went, oh, Here's the rest of it. This is MMO Endgame. This is a whole bunch of daily quests in the same areas I've been in and optional quests popping up now that my Trailblazer level has gone up. And here, here are all the daily dungeons I can run to get extra resources to do stuff and up my rep and have all the meters go up and have the bars go up forever. Yes, I understand where I am now. All of the numbers go up as long as I press the buttons. My brain is swimming in this chemical. <laughs> it, um, 
I may, I may be in trouble. Um, <laughs> you, you, you boy loved MMOs. I, I played all the MMOs. I would get to the end of the story content and it's like, it's time for end game rating. And I'm like, see you next time. Uh, but now that I can just play a single player JRPG on that treadmill, um, <laughs> I'll, I'm like, I'm already <laughs> arguing about how I can bring this for game of the year next year. Uh, oh, not because I believe it, it deserves the nomination, but because I believe by then I will have become a hollowed out pod person. Oh, it, but it's, okay. it's okay. If it's anything like other MiHoYo games, you're not just going to be doing that. They're going to keep adding the single player stuff that seems ludicrously more budgeted than it could possibly be. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, They're going to, gonna, they're going to mm -hmm. add like a $3 million rhythm game for like two weeks and take it out. <laughs> oh yeah there's there, there's a lot of shit in here that i'm gonna start cramming into every category for game of the year god i need to go back and play more no you if you have not interacted with pitch black hook the great you have not experienced life or joy <laughs> i still haven't tried honkai because there simply wasn't time right oh yeah that is another game that is not on that list that I made that was already 24 games long. <laughs> yeah, no, the the, the double-edged sword here is I believe I've gotten far enough into Honkai to understand it thoroughly enough to where I have to play other shit now. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, sometimes you do that with a game and you go, oh, that's great, I only played two hours. <laughs> <laughs> think uh chris and i had that a couple times last game of the year and i can't remember what games for where we just went oh we played enough to realize it is not a top 10 it is not so you know there's always filling out those categories there is mm -hmm. speaking of uh not understanding a game yet uh i also got farther into moss book two Ooh. I got far enough into Moss Book 2 to declare that Moss Book 1 was the tech demo, and this is the game. Fuck you. Jesus. Come on now. Yeah. No, I, I got a few hours into this and got some cool abilities and did, did some multitasking heavy fights where I had to disconnect my thumbs from my hands and my brain and then pull the fucking dagger out of my heart and keep going. This game's... It's real good. Well, see, that's that's great news because you didn't stab me with this before the moment where my VR space is actually nailed. <laughs> uh, I played Pistol Whip the other day, and uh, Agro, I'm living the mythical life. I'm living the life that Microsoft assumed every American household had. I have 10 feet by 12 feet of open floor space to play the Kinect. And you're not black. <laughs> Holy shit, is it finally time for the Dragon Ball Z Connect stream? Fuck! Damn it! I knew I was like, if I keep saying this, someone's gonna say the game that's gonna break everyone's mind. <laughs> the singular game that's like, we need that. We need the Dragon Ball Connect game. I think God. you should also be forced to... Did you beat the dancing shit in Star Wars Connect, or did you be like, no, that's too many? Our, our um, I think we did a lot of it. The problem is the connect was really having troubles like okay. registering us during that stream. Like we would move our arm in a very specific way. And then the game would be like, no. 
And then a sassy person yeah. online would be like, well, you're not dancing, right? And I'm like, motherfucker, I have a camera. I can see what my arm's doing. <laughs> the camera is basically in the same spot as the Kinect sensor. And man, because, yeah, if you recall, that was a high up looking down angle in order to get it far enough away from us. It was a very <laughs> unideal setup. Uh, this, however, sadly, an ideal setup. <laughs> I'm well, worried somehow it just still won't work. Yeah, I'm worried something. that it actually needs more than 120 square feet. Uh-huh. Let me just look this up. How much space? I'm just going to Google it, literally. Does the Connect need? Okay. Okay, it says according to this, uh, six feet by six feet. Okay. Bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but hey, you know. We have that. We do. Uh, as you can see on this overlay right here, there's a lot of space in this room. <laughs> Bob's so far away. He's like, what is that? 30 feet? I don't know, 15 feet? You're so far. I can't. Yeah, see? Yeah, it's possible. But that's great news that Moss is that good. Uh, it's bad news that it was yet another game. Not on that list of 24 games. So here we go. Back into the document. <laughs> you can just skip Moss 1, right? It doesn't have connective tissue there, yeah, right? There's no way I would want the emotional uh, baggage and texture of going through Moss 1. I'll just go straight to 2 and that'll be fine. That's how that works. starting to think if things get too bad here i'm gonna have to cut james cameron's avatar from this list what a shame daniel what a shame <laughs> yes it's what are we gonna play tomorrow then dad <laughs> well that depends on whether or not the ps2 hd mod mod works with bougie guy Bujing guy. Because either we're the playing Gak simulator. Oh my god! Actually, that shows up pretty well in 4K. Look at that! You can actually see it when he's not directly reflecting the light. Yeah, you can see this American box art that downplays the gas. That, that looks terrible. That yeah, is a terrible box art. Back. That's not done. Yeah, it's always looked really plain, and like there's just obviously something missing here. Like the logo just has a giant. I mean, half of the fucking it. box art isn't done. Right. One would easily argue. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, the logo's very readable. <laughs> you accomplished that, at least. But yeah, I think the Japanese one is literally Gak's face. Yeah, pretty sure. So if we're on the good timeline, the PS2 HDMI mod works with this, which we're going to go pick that up tonight. And then you, that's tomorrow. And on the bad timeline, it's Mindjack. <laughs> which I guess is still a pretty good timeline, frankly. Mindjack's so dumb. It's going to be so bad. <laughs> is it? It is. Is it? There's no way it's... We just came from Turning Point. I mean, it's going to be better than Turning Point. <laughs> I think it sounds great. <laughs> right? Like, we'll be just above that. One entire point above Turning Point. Ooh. Oh, um, this, the, talking about Moss uh, actually gives me a launching off point. I tried the wireless Steam VR stuff. Neat. Um, for people who don't know, on the MetaQuest uh, headsets, they now have... Actually, it may just be Quest 2 and Quest 3. They now have a Steam, Steam Link app allowing you to use your wireless router and stuff to wirelessly stream from your computer to your headset. The usual experience you get via plugging in via USB and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
because it's PC VR, I only got to try one game. I got to try a VR chat and it seemed to work really well for that. It was kind of a cool freeing experience to not have a cable because the cable management on the quest sucks. Mm -hmm. Like the PSVR two is much, much better. It comes out directly down behind your ear. So the weight, the cable, everything fine. The quest two, it's like, Hey, what's up? I'm going to go out at a parallel angle to the ground. And then the weight of the cable coming off, that will be weird. And it'll also be all over you and it'll suck. Um, the reason I said because a PC VR is what it is isn't because I don't own PC VR games. It's because I tried to boot Pistol Whip six times and it wouldn't boot. And I don't think that had anything to do with the Steam Link app because it was hit. It was halting at the exact point I've had it happen wired before. Uh, so I can't blame this app for that. Uh, but it seemed like a really good experience as someone who has a god tier router given to me my, by my ISP. What a mythical home I live in. <laughs> uh, and a wired connection from the PC. As long as you've got good wireless internet and a wired connection directly to your PC, it apparently can have a pretty good experience, which was weird. I was yeah, that's unexpected. I, I had very low expectations for this. Mm -hmm. Now the number one problem is, uh, hey, did y'all know the Quest 2 still sucks? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's like tube vision. You go between that and the PSVR 2, it's like whiplash. Because <laughs> the PSVR 2, you get some peripheral vision. Right. You get a decent FOV on that. The, the Quest 2, it really does look like you've held up two cardboard tubes. Imagine toilet paper rolls. That specific distance of cardboard tube, that might be a very exact approximation. Um, but it was very cozy, very comfortable experience. Um, and it's really weird to be doing VR in a space where I'm not afraid of hitting Bob... Bob shit, my shit, a chair, <laughs> tripping over HDMI cables everywhere. Because, you know, that's how the, the old giga room was. Uh -huh. There were cables everywhere. In this room, luckily, all the cables stop here. And there's basically none that go that way except for our headphone cables and his XLR. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in a fictional household. <laughs> Time to enjoy the connect. Yabba dabba dabba. <laughs> Agro. I'm sorry mm -hmm. about the enormous number of tangents. You have anything else you want to say about Moss Book 2? I did want to highlight one thing uh, hmm. because I'm going to keep being angry that this isn't a more copied and plentiful genre until that stops being the case. <laughs> one of the things this game can do very well uh, because they have a semi-fixed camera angle is very intricate and small interior spaces with a lot of verticality and interesting positioning and shape to them. And in VR specifically, the cool thing you can do is make that fixed camera angle area, but it's cool if it's got weird little pockets and corners because I, bitch, I can just lean over and take a look around that corner if I need to. <laughs> It is an incredibly freeing thing in level design, and they use it to incredible effect. Looking down at video games that are not like VR, first-person experiences, is a thing that needs to be more prevalent on this hardware. I agree. It's a really great experience. People really, when you see videos of it, I feel like people are predisposed to underselling the value that provides you know like i played astrobot astrobot mm -hmm. definitely has the same vibe um mm -hmm. it's it does a lot to immerse you 
Like all those like 3D games that play on like an isometric like tunic and death door and like that whole style of game can absolutely benefit from being in VR. Yeah. Death door would be amazing in VR. Yeah. I think I often think about how great Death Door was. That was an awesome Yeah, it game. was a real surprise. Like that was two years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like just doing that game of the year cram that year was really paid off with that one. Yeah. And I think that was the highlight of my cram. Yeah. Kenna was great too. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That year too. Jesus. That was a pretty good year. This is also a pretty good year. This is a troublingly good year. <laughs> yeah, it's a problem. I also had a, a, a great couple of panicked minutes when Moss 2 kept booting in flat screen mode. So I would just see part of what I was supposed to see on a floating <laughs> flat screen and I couldn't figure out how to fix it. <laughs> Eventually, I just booted into something else and then booted back into it and it fixed itself. Okay. It's the sort of problem I don't expect to have on console VR, but it still yeah, happens. Right. <laughs> so right. I was like, oh, this is a problem. <laughs> None of the buttons are working. What's going on? Is So is there like a non-VR mode you can play in that? No, there is not. There was just a rectangle of the normal field of view floating in space that I could not interact with. Were the Krypton people inside of it? <laughs> <laughs> The fucked up thing is, I'm like, what does this have to do with the bottle city of Candor? Oh, <laughs> he's talking about, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we need we need that we're so damaged button on this. We on do, this yeah, software. I need to grab that. <laughs> just, every, weird, every page of my stream deck has this button on it because I need it at a moment's notice. <laughs> but that's all I've been playing. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, uh, the Pogwarts! Ah! Oh, it's so soothing. <laughs> the imminent destruction of me and my co-host to these Pogwarts is so smoothing. <laughs> so smoothing. Smoothing. <laughs> That's what Frame Gen does. It's so smoothing. Yes, that's right. The Podlords. Podlords such as BN12. I'll just put him up early this time. Uh, sure. Healy Broyles. Bountiful. Blessings. To you all. When does it end? I don't know. Maybe when Agro watches the bounce arc. Are you putting this on Agro? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it, Agro. <laughs> you new, fucking new do it. Show, sipping bleach. Agro holding the cannonball jumps into the water. <laughs> <laughs> Red Blaze 27. Suzu Shiro. Rado. 101 Shades of Wonderful Remastered. WTF. Spider Man. Mr. I Like Spam. Wow! Can you believe that just happened at the Game Awards? I think Jeff's face really tells it all! 
DFW3K. The Burger King is rapidly approaching your location. Oh no! Is this season two of Twisted Metal? When's, when's, <laughs> when's the Sneak King death stream? You know, mm. Bob, we didn't... Wait, you weren't in the car with me that time. Tosh was. Tosh. You remember the LG OLED van? <laughs> I passed a vehicle that was an LG OLED van and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> My dream job, just driving right past. <laughs> I go to your house and tell you your settings on your TV are wrong. Uh-huh. And you, weirdly enough, you paid me to do it. I, for one, am very excited for the Dan video games of the video games family Yakuza arc. Jesus! Oh man, he's so cool! That Look is him. He looks too good. This is, this is, I would say, the best fan art of Rahab, but frankly, the only fan art of Rahab. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. This is pretty good! Yep. He's way too on model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. We now have a front-facing Rahab. Is this canon to Red Dragon? <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> Kristen, make my wish come true. That's horrible. That is Branson. Kyle Bjork. Cooper Tank. And I'm a guy ready to light up your holiday season with the power of the Bakoto. Oh, come on. The Ochi implores you to please play Pikmin 4. I mean, I won a game award, so I guess I have to. Who didn't? Spider-Man 2. Starfield. Oh. Indigo Sykes. Daryl Hall has a restraining order against John Oates. They're out of touch. Oh my God. I'm shocked this is the only out of touch pod lord on out of touch Thursdays. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure this is the only well, time this has ever happened. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Evil Lucario. A raccoon watching the Game Awards hoping for some Square Enix news. Oh, at least he wasn't looking, hoping for Virtua Fighter news. That'd be over. <laughs> Bob, it's, raccoons don't play Virtua Fighter. It's, it's genuinely fucked up that Sega specifically sent those promotional things to fighting game people. Oh. Shinji16N Lexi would like to remind you that you matter, you are valid, and you deserve to be happy. Nice cat. Lexi's beautiful. Apple Gothic is gearing up for their first holiday season working retail. Ugh. Well, that face is perfect for it. Yeah. Good luck. Good job. The Super Mim. The Hard M presents an impenetrable bit. I think that's a Yakuza character turned into Jinkaria. Oh, that's Jinkaria? I didn't even notice. Well, yeah, it's obvious. <laughs> now, I'm going to be real. Jinkari's plans are commonly much better than Daigo's. <laughs> oh, my God. Drop. Sarlene. 
Timothy Fister is hyped for the new Mana game in 2024 featuring Flammy! Flammy? Oh, that is so hype. <laughs> Get hype, motherfuckers. Bearded Joe. Pleochrome. Krungle Spum. Happy birthday, Aggro. Yay. <laughs> it's my birthday <laughs> gift to me. <laughs> I overthrew it in a wexion for my birthday. <laughs> Dan, just because you can't campaign for shit doesn't mean democracy doesn't work. Listen here, you piece of fucking crap. You're lucky it took me 10 more minutes to think of Oppenheimer, which is what I should have fucking brought to counter. Everybody has to bring a different three and a half hour long historical. Dan can bring Oppenheimer. I'll bring Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> Do I have to bring Wyatt Earp? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Gentlemen, I regret to inform you that the Folgers incest commercial still makes me laugh. What the fuck? <laughs> commercial? Oh, have you? We, we'll get into it later. <laughs> Rockstar Games, when they find the person who leaked their GTA 6 trailer online. <laughs> Welcoming the newest member of Big Thing Dimension. <laughs> uh, These pod lords are fast. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Was that Wiseman's play? Oh my goodness. Where did Shed get all that cake? Uh, I believe God. I believe God gave Shed all that cake. How Noodle feels about the Super Mario RPG remake. Peak fiction coming very soon. Oh, thank God I read that wrong. Ultra Kill is not launching out of the early access this year. You are safe. Yay! Thank mm. fucking God. I didn't know it was early access. It's been early access for a bit, so it could have been real. Could have jumped us. Red Saber. Hashire Sorio. Sorry, boys. Just wanted Agro to experience the balance vicariously. We should all be equally soul damaged. Oh God, he is. Oh, what a terrible Thank beard. you very much to our Podlords. Thank you, Podlords. Thank you, Podlords. Thank, thank you, Podlords. And if you would like to become a Podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging, Bleach, and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two monthly anime review podcasts. You also get extended content and ex extras to other shows we do when such things exist to be given to you. You also fund a show one a month, either a public show where we watch a horrible thing and talk about it, or a patron-exclusive show when we watch a good thing and then talk about it, you get to vote on what good, good thing we watch and then talk about. And if it's a bad thing, you also get a commentary track for that bad thing. Uh, so if you become a patron, there are also many, many commentary tracks for things such as Good Burger, Good Burger 2. Yeah. 
<laughs> three different Hallmark movies, although only two of them actually count because one is is one they did like in the first couple of years when they were trying to be real movies and it had Frasier in it. Yeah. But if you want to see a really awful movie where a woman fucks a ghost, there's a commentary track for that. <laughs> That's true. You also get many private shows that we did back when uh, we kept the bad shows patron exclusive. Uh, so that's patreon.com slash gvpodcast. If you don't have any money, it always helps immensely to tell your friends, rate us on Thursdays, rate us on your podcasting app of choice, or like and leave a comment on this video if you're watching on YouTube. That's patreon.com slash gvpodcast. For anyone who heard the audio glitch just then, uh, <laughs> I told it to stop playing the song, but the fade was longer than the time that remained in the song. Uh-huh. So fighting close stream deck completely at a program level it was going to quietly play the play online dolphin theme for the entire rest of this podcast <laughs> we're good though we're good now we're 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 safe okay uh here we got news let's start with bob news bob you sure have news. there's news um Momodora Moonlit Ferrer. They, they gave us a date. It's January 11th. Luckily, it's not this year. It's barely thank God. next. Yeah, thank it, only, God. Only, it's only, it only would have been like four hours anyway. I, I could have chugged it, but I'm glad. I, I really was disappointed by Minoria, that 3D fucking thing they did. Yeah, whereas every trailer for this looks really good. This is back to 2D artwork. Yeah. There might even be a card system like Circle of the Moon. <laughs> yes, I think we saw that before. Yeah. So uh, I'm super excited that Momodora, uh, whatever that last one was. Before, Reverie Under the Moonlight? Yes, that was really good. That's some of my favorite Metroidvanias that not made by, you know, Ega. See, that's really funny that this is coming out, I think, almost on top of that one game from the uh, Pharaoh Adventure Rebirth people finally coming over to the PlayStation. Because oh, I think that's oh, also in January. Yeah, the Toho Luna Knights finally coming to the PlayStation. I think that's January or February. I think if it is January, it's literally the same day. And I'm like, ooh, that's a good week. If yeah. I weren't in the middle of game of the year. Right. Oh, man, I need to go. I need to go play the bonus boss in that because I never did it. Because I don't think it was out the first time I played through the game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah, I feel like some, some stuff like that I had later. Okay, I know I'm buying it again. I need to support them actually bringing stuff to PlayStation because they, they are hesitant to do it, it feels like. Hmm. Let's move on. Bob, do you have any no news that makes you go ring-a-ding-ding, ring-a-ding-ding? <laughs> Tom goes to the narrative. <laughs> it's rated for PS4, PS5, and Taiwan. That's right. Whoa. Everyone gets to play Tom goes to the narrative. Or if you don't know what that is because you're a normal fucking person <laughs> and have not internalized the bullshit name we gave it. That is As Dusk Falls, the game that looks like tom goes to the mayor which is hence us calling it tom goes to narrative yeah <laughs> it's that game um it's a cuck game it is it's possibly peak cuck I, media i don't i i really hate you dan because every once in a while now i just imagine like the fighting game super cut in and in my yes. head here rick a tick a tick tock tick tock tick tock <laughs> <laughs> they're doing the slapping their knees and high-fiving each other Man. <laughs> I'm glad that stuck with you that much because the image was so clear to me as the thought occurred. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. It's like a sc screen clear almost and like a beat em up mm -hmm. where they just do that and all the enemies are shaking and their explosions. 
Well, we had fun with this news story. Yeah, unfortunately, I have some, some bad news. This is fucked up because it's 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 gaming relevant. Mm-hmm. But it's not even like shitty news because another game studio is doing layoffs. It's a whole other vector yeah, of us getting fucked. Right. It's just another just weird thing. So all the discovery content is being removed from PlayStation Store. So that's stuff like Mistbusters, Cake Boss, Deadliest Catch, How It's Made, just anything from Discovery Channel you can think of. It's just leaving Sony's platform. Even if you've bought it, it is not in some sort of archive you can go watch. They are not refunding you. It is gone. And then Sony says it's due to evolving licensing agreements. Hey, you know um, that that image that goes around that's like uh, piracy is moral if it's Adobe? I think I think we're getting there with anything that's owned by Discovery. Uh I think after this, fuck you. Honestly, like. Don't buy don't buy video digitally. Just don't. No. How else am I going to get the Dimitri Martin show in the year 2007? Uh, well, uh, if buying isn't owning, piracy isn't stealing. Very solid point. Yeah. That's more and more what these companies are pushing us towards. Right? This is, uh, this is a breaking point for me. It really is. As a Discovery subscriber. Uh-huh. A breaking point for me is a pretty... This isn't a hypothetical. I am actively giving you money as of right now. Mm-hmm. But now I'm realizing that not not maybe not everything's safe. Maybe my money's better going somewhere else. Because who knows? Maybe everything I care about will disappear from that platform too. It's possible. At least that'll be remotely okay, unlike taking away shit people have bought. Right. Which, in an alternate timeline where I had money in 2007, maybe I would have bought the Mythbusters on the PlayStation I could video see platform. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so fucked up. That that really does piss me off. Yeah, that they that this is able to happen is crazy. Yeah, a fucking senator should be calling them over this right now. But unfortunately, you know, nobody in Adam, office knows what digital purchases mean. I mean, no, that's not the problem. Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman are not Looney Tunes, so no one's calling. <laughs> that's the problem. If this was a Looney Tunes movie. <laughs> Okay, well, um, then all that's left is Chris's news. Oh boy, you guys ready for horrors? There's some yeah. good things in here, right? Yeah, there's we'll, 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 yeah, there's some good things. We'll 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 do all the good things first before the horrors. <laughs> uh, so everybody's golf slash easy come easy golf developer Clap Hands filed two trademarks for Ultimate Swing Golf. Ooh. So maybe we're getting a new golf game. I like golf games. Yeah, I hope that's not on like mobile exclusively this time. Yeah, so that's uh no Golfu if you're a fan of the Japanese name or Hot Shots Golf if you're a fan of the horrible American characters they shoved into that franchise almost well, every time called, it came over. They, yeah, they called the last couple ones actually Everybody's Golf. Which it's was true. a mistake and was a, why the series has down, downfall, it I is, think. It is absolutely... You just threw away your fucking branding for a reason that I'm not sure... Yeah, nobody... Is someone just going, oh, it's not for Hot Shots, it's for everybody. We have to ruin years of branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. That's... Oh, man. Uh... Peter Griffin was added to Fortnite. 
he's he's Peter from that episode where he gets a bunch of plastic surgery and is like buff and mm-hmm. triangle shaped because for hitbox reasons, they didn't want to give him a wildly disadvantageous hitbox. So they made a little cartoon about uh, Meow Skulls, the, the old cat person giving him like steroids to make him buff. Did you watch this? No. Yeah. Huh. Uh, the glider is the Peter Copter, and when you kill him, he falls <laughs> over and holds his knees and does the ah, it. Mm. ah thing. All right, that's good. <laughs> uh, also, Cell and Freezer are coming to Fortnite. It sells first form and sp- final form, and Freezer's first form, final form, and Golden Freezer. That, that makes sense. Those would be the ones you'd want. And then somebody said, so I, I, I'm going to kill Goku's and then have Frieza do the whip cracking boat. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> mm. Oh, God, mm. no. Mm. Uh, Starbreeze, they are the publishers of Payday, I think. Yeah, I think I that's right. The, I don't know if they're the dev or the publisher, but they announced Project Baxter, a multiplayer licensed Dungeons and Dragons game. Uh, it's coming 2026, so it's a ways off. Yeah. They said it will. They said it will not use dice rolls, but will somehow, but will teach people D and D five fifth edition rules. I don't know how. Hmm. Well, they got two, three years to figure it out. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Hasbro doesn't want Dungeons and Dragons to be a tabletop game anymore. They want it to be a thoroughly monetized VTT experience. So that that should sync up with their timeline. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, we, we got a GTA 6 trailer. The first time anybody saw it was a Twitter account made to leak it that had buy Bitcoin up on top of it uh, oh, for the oh. entire run thing. Oh, uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Rock Rockstar is going to post like a grainy execution video of who they found, whoever leaked the trailer when they find them. I bet. Man, uh, it, it looks like a trailer for GTA 6. It's 2025. Uh, I had deep personal introspection about whether or not I wanted to be excited and decided I will be excited. Show me what two bill what show me what a two billion dollar game looks like. I'm really excited I want to see what that looks like. It's Florida and it's not in the 80s era. Yeah. I'm curious in a more broad and possibly more inclusive and accurate depiction of Florida looks like. And it just from this trailer, I already got more of those vibes that Vice City ever gave me because Vice City gave me the idea of like the movies of the 80s in Florida. Right. Yeah. Right. Like Vice City was the cocaine era. This is right. we have clearly moved into the methacene. Yes. The methosphere. <laughs> GTA 6 is going to be so realistic. If you live in Florida, you'll be able to find your house, go inside, and see yourself playing, playing GTA 6, and then shoot yourself in the head. And I can't tell you what will happen then because it would violate NDA. <laughs> oh, but you could say all the rest of that. <laughs> yeah, it's the rest yeah, of that. Yeah, that wasn't fine. part of it. <laughs> uh, On a completely uh, unrelated note, remember, if you die in Florida, you don't get to leave. <laughs> that's horrifying yeah you you, it, it, you become an undead like dark souls like you're stuck in the land betwixt but it's florida <laughs> uh i thought the trailer was very exciting lots of florida stuff lots of uh cool crazy stuff you know lots of videos of people uh twerking so i think the game looks great uh <laughs> people people are so insane i lost my mind at this one tweet i saw where they posted because the the trailer had the 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 GTA version of the arena that the Miami Heat play in. Mm-hmm. And it's like 
I can't wait to fly a plane into this whenever they're losing. And I lost my mind. <laughs> uh, a bunch of companies did really embarrassing knockoffs of the of the of the Twitter promotion that Rockstar did where they put up like a pink neon type palm tree image and was like, geez, this trailer on this date. Like every like three, four, three, Blizzard, and I think one of the Hoyoverse games all did identical images. It's like you can't this isn't this isn't like the the cyberpunk apology thing. This is just you ripping off their marketing. Right. No, this is hey, they did a cool marketing and everyone cared. Our marketing team should do that. And it's like, do you think they cared because the last time a GTA came out was eleven years ago and it's fucking GTA? Right. Are you GTA? No, you're Halo Infinite. Yeah, which actually, means your bar is much lower. Yeah, I went and checked out the Halo Infinite one. That was just sad. Any idea what was it? I think it was like here is a new game mode. Just and it was nothing that was exciting at all. Okay. Maybe a new map. All right. Well, they got you to pay attention to it. Uh, it's clearly not too much. I don't remember it at all. <laughs> hey, if you had the capacity to get excited, then you would have absorbed that knowledge and possibly got it excited. But uh, the only thing that would have justified aping the marketing of a GTA would have been like, hey, guys, game's dead. New one's up. It's actually good. Try it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'd have to be here is the next story part. Here's Halo Infinite 2. Right. Built in a way that makes sense for Halo. Mm-hmm. And with all the multiplayer maps you want. Yeah. And I think the Overwatch one was literally like, this character is already announced. Yeah, here's another trailer for him. It's like, what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And guess what? I didn't hear any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't hear about any of those things because they got deleted. Right. Of yeah. course. The only like, reason we... digging for who even did this. Right. We, the only reason we even looked into it is because we are here right now doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was all the good stories, so now it's time for nothing but horrors. Oh, no. Uh, Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, Realms of Ruin, a new RTS game, uh, flops. The the, cha the chairs of the publisher, I guess, or maybe the developer, I don't know which one it is, Frontier, uh, tanked 20%, max concurrent players on Steam, 1,578. It came out two weeks ago, and no, I didn't never saw a single soul talk about it. Not one. Not even the guys I know who like both Warhammer and strategy games. Yeah, I didn't even... Like, there are so many of these Warhammer games, they just fell through the cracks. Yeah, I swear to God, we watched a trailer for this. I don't even know if that was this year. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know it, it came out, that's for sure. Yeah, no, like, I think we had a Warhammer event this year. That's probably the only time I saw it, and I forgot it existed until Chris, I think, tweeted about it. Uh, Twitch is ending service in Korea entirely. Like you will no longer be able to access Twitch in Korea uh, in February 2024. Good thing you guys didn't move there to get street food. Yeah, dreams dead now. Right. Fucking this is due to, my government. understanding is this is due to regu this is protectionist regulations pushed by Korean ISPs that basically boil down to the more traffic you that a site uses, the more they have to pay. Yes, that's literally what it is. They want to um, charge the end user for how much they're consuming, but also the content source for how much they're pushing. And it's like, yes. And part insane. of this is because Korea is launching. There's there's like upcoming Korean streaming services that I assume will get more beneficial. Like treatment from the government. 
Like it's just a it's a protectionism thing. And this is now in time... both Koreas. <laughs> this is sure. in South. <laughs> uh, here's this is the big one, and I, I don't like this because we're gonna get this story three or four more times next year. Also, IGN is reporting that Bungie's layoffs earlier this year were a desperate gambit to keep Sony from taking direct control of the company. According to their the, well, the agreement they signed when they were acquired, if they don't make, if they miss their earning goals by enough, like if they are unprofitable or not profitable enough by a certain amount, Sony gets to dissolve their board and put in their own board for Bungie. They basically get to absorb them into Sony's structure. Leadership refused the idea of executive pay cuts entirely and said, Bungie's not that kind of company. Um... <laughs> There's but, apparently beginning to be stress between Bungie's in-house QA, which was a big part of Bungie's identity, uh -huh. and leadership, with leadership basically being, you guys aren't important. Fuck you. You're not developers. Go to hell. Uh, many of the layoffs coincidentally hit people who had spearheaded diversity inclusion initiatives at Bungie. Mm. You know, you hate like to see anybody thrown into the wood chipper, but uh, if somebody's going in the wood chipper, maybe there's a short list. We're going to get this. I guarantee that deals like this exist for Bethesda and Activision. We're going to get these stories from those companies next year. I feel like Microsoft's too fucking afraid because they did that literal thing. All of 7th Gen and it burned down every studio they owned. They were owned. I don't we've if we've learned anything it's microsoft's incapable of learning a lesson from anything ever they i feel like their larger thing is they learned the the wrong lessons a lot of the time you know they didn't learn to make a standard normal fable with a reasonable development time thing they learned you've made all the fable you can fable make a spit off that's not the correct lesson yeah, I this sucks. Yeah. This sucks bad. Bungie they used also, to be really amazing. So to see this how it all goes down. Mhm. Mm they also called levers the layoffs a lever they will pull again. So they will literally fire everyone in that company rather than let Sony take control of the company. Man. Which is going to happen in the end anyway and then Sony will shut them down cuz there will be nothing left. It's sure great that Sony paid Four billion dollars for a company that never reported their numbers or was even like had the impression of being super profitable just so they could tell them all the shit you're making is garbage, cancel all of it, and then the studio immediately burned to the ground. Well, to be fair. It feels like Destiny would be just as troubled right now. Monetarily, they'd be just as screwed. They took a huge investment from uh who was it, Nexon? You remember NCSoft? I, it was one of them. It was yeah. some big car company, I think. Wait, wait, wait. What's the one who's making all the studios for the Japanese executives? NetEase. NetEase. I think it was a NetEase investment. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of like signs continuing and consistent that they just are on a bad trajectory and have been for years. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I, it just, I feel like we've been talking about this since the purchase happened of like, what are they doing? But yeah, it sucks because this story is both Bungie sucks, but also Sony's making it worse by trying to do a hostile takeover as a part of the contract. And it's like, why did you sign that contract? Right. Bungie? The Bungie's really good because at their leaders contracts. got a bunch of money and then got to leave. Yeah. 
Fuckers. Yeah, this is... God, that sucks. What a doomed company. This is awful. Well. That's it for That's me. all the hell. Let's talk about the Game Awards. Woo! Yeah, we had a good Game Awards. That's so crazy. Yeah, it is. Uh, some might say that Game Awards got an A. Such as from us, because there are a lot of things that were announced. A lot of a lot of things that were announced. Uh, the weirdest, possibly, among them was Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons remake. What were they thinking? <laughs> it's been 10 years. That's what they've been thinking. <laughs> Actually, has it even been? I don't think it's even been 10. <laughs> it was, I think it was early Xbox One. I'm not sure, though, now. Maybe it's mid. I don't know. I think it's like... been nine years. Anyway, uh, that's coming out in February. It looked very high fidelity. Uh, Pony Island 2, a thing that Chris and Agro might know what it is. Yeah, that game. That game's neat. You get played on Steam. It's, I, I think it's usually pretty cheap because it's 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 like an hour long. It's not very big, and I don't think it's ever going to be on anything but PC. Considering the goofy, it's one of those games that fucks with you mm -hmm. in ways that the, a console game would never be allowed to fuck with you. Uh, then we got Rise of the Golden Idol. I don't remember this, Bob. It was a it was a CG trailer that had nothing memorable about it. Will we ever yeah. learn? <laughs> no, because there aren't punishments. <laughs> well, there are, but people don't don't equate them. People right. are like, oh, our game bombed. Maybe we should have had anything memorable about it at all. Uh, next game, uh, Finji, Unusual June. Uh, does anyone want to talk about that? <laughs> does anyone remember what it was? Oh, that was the the thing with the cool. That art. was the. You played like, the like black the, lady. That was the thing that we all said was, um, God, what was it? It had like the black girl and ghosts. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember the art style was doing a stop motion thing with some mild interpolation. And it seems really cool. It yeah. was uh, two yeah. and a half D. Is that right? No, I think it was an action no, 3D three. game. Oh, right. It was the action 3D game where it had really beautiful color choices and absolutely stellar effects. And it seemed like a neat action game. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's 2025. Harmonium the Musical is apparently a game that is playable if you are deaf and they visualize the music, correct? Oh, yeah, that yes, one. Yes, yes. That. So that was, that was fascinating and interesting, and then they sang and it sounded like a Disney movie for my youth, so I, I have conflicted emotions <laughs> about this. Maybe it best is experienced by deaf people. <laughs> the composers are like... <laughs> 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 just, just die from that sick burn, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I... It seemed like a really interesting concept. The main character themselves is using sign language and them and a different character have hearing aids in. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really interesting, really fascinating. I'm, I really, I actually want to play this, but then I heard the song and I'm like, oh, I can't. <laughs> it's like oh, acid. It's, it is, it is to me. Uh, my uh, grandmother collected Disney films. I had a large amount of exposure to Disney VHSs. Uh huh. And I had nieces who also really liked Disney. So, of course. Uh, this isn't an overexposure thing. This is just a, it's never really been my jam outside of Lion King and like a couple others. And, and even then, like once. <laughs> you just watch, you don't need to watch it on loop. Just, just, just like, just, except for the Lion King. I totally watched that on loop. <laughs> 
Uh, weirdly enough, the developers behind Dead Cells showed off their game, and it wasn't a Castlevania game. It is called Windblown, and uh, I like this description from Chris. Scrunko furry roguelike. I kept joking that it was a rated M Neopets game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I assume it's a roguelike because they keep showing they kept showing them getting. Oh, liquefied. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely sure. is yeah. a roguelike. It's got like a Diablo perspective to the combat. Uh, but we only got to see that for a couple seconds before they just went to more animated stuff. Um, yeah, we barely saw gameplay in that. Uh, most of it was just that animated cutscenes and stuff. Um. Then we got to see Thrasher, which is the sequel to Thumper. You can look at the fucking logos and tell. It or is the same team. Of the game. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, because they have giant spooky faces. <laughs> uh, it basically looks like you're in first person and possibly in VR, and you're moving your snake-like... Ra Imagine Rattler with 360-degree control, <laughs> and you're trying to make it go through these uh, drift loops, these roots of wind or whatever chain those up and once you clear them all off it doesn't move against the boss it seemed like a really cool experience and uh the, the the face is big and spooky then i left the room come back came back in and looked at the screen for maybe a second went is that world of goo too <laughs> and as it turns out it was so that's that's coming in 2024 it looked like world of goo close your eyes imagine world of goo it looked like that it's back and ready for battle. <laughs> Metaphor Refantasio. Isn't there like one more word there? I thought there was one I, more word there, but Metaphor Refantasio so. uh, is, did they say fall 2024 or just later 2024? I think they just said later. Okay. Yeah, that, that game looked really cool. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, that's from the creators of Persona 3, 4, and 5. Mm -hmm. uh, they have the composer. It's oh, happening. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, it looked sick. That's on Game Pass, and the end of this trailer informed us, Persona, play it now. <laughs> is it on Game Pass? I don't think they said that it was on Game Pass. I think it just had the I Microsoft thought it was included in the... logo at the part. Okay, the I Persona thought... 3 remake definitely was on Game Pass, but I don't right. know if this Yeah, that's, that's day one Game Pass. I don't think Metaphor is. Okay, it'd be weird because it grouped it together with the other they, Persona they, stuff they in that image right? about Game Pass, I thought. Mm. Oh, well. Exodus. So imagine some people who used to work on Mass Effect, and then they went, I would like to ship a game ever again. And so they went <laughs> off and made their own Mass Effect. You did it! You saw the trailer! It has Matthew McConaughey, though. It looked all right, all right, all right. I can't. I, I forgot they jumped us with the God of War thing. Yeah, no, so <laughs> yeah. we've we've known for a little while they were working on a DLC for God of War Ragnarok. You didn't think it's in five days from right? the announcement of it? Yeah, it looks like a post-game roguelike mode, or maybe not even post-game. I don't know. Um, he's taking the journey on his own. Um, Kratos is. So yeah, but it could just be a thing you boot from the menu. Um, but yeah, it seems canonical, interesting. Uh, it's called Valhalla. Um, and it seems roguelike like, and this is absolutely a stellar game to make a roguelike mode out of. Yeah, they it, even showed a God of War 3 enemy or two and three. Yeah, it looks like the three design when you ride on the back of the Cyclops or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it looks sick, really, really cool. Once again, that's a free DLC that comes out in four days from right now. The 12th, Jesus. The people who made Untitled Goose Game apparently are making a game where you and some other cryptids 
uh, specifically, I should how do how do you describe Zeus like creatures? Patapons. Patapon. It's 3D, and you walk around these big spaces, and you meet up, and you do things, and it's called Big Walk, as in walk. And before the show was even over, my Twitter timeline had rule 34 of those weird little things. Oh, my God. Sure is your Twitter timeline. <laughs> Good fucking Lord. Do I even? <laughs> Hellblade 2. Done. Hey, we saw yeah, gameplay. Anything else to talk about? It looked like Hellblade they sh- One. It looked exactly like Hellblade One, but higher fidelity. So, if yeah. you're a Hellblade fan, and you, if you're a Hellblade fan, and you want exactly the same thing in a higher fidelity, this looked like that. It looked exactly like that. It looks stunningly like that by a company that's now owned by one of the richest companies in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be their Mega Man Two. <laughs> Ikumi Nakamura's new game Kemuri was shown off her new studio Unseen I believe or Unsighted? Unseen Unseen yeah man this sure is if Ghostwire was cool yeah just erasing yep. Ghostwire from time <laughs> god I would get Ghostwire is like embarrassingly mid mm-hmm. like that that feels almost that feels like a, a like that game isn't bad enough to be interesting in a bad way mm. it that, that's a, like a game that chris would buy when target had a buy two get one free and he wanted two games like i don't know which one <laughs> i want to get free it just seems like it might be cool uh, maybe i shouldn't have just bought this anyway that game for me was assassin's creed black flag and that's a way better game to be that game oh, for me yeah absolutely yeah unfortunately See, Dan, back then, he misunderstood. He didn't know. He misunderstood. The first game, the one that wasn't the filler, was Knack. (laughs) (laughs) It's great sleep medicine. Anyway, uh, after that, we saw No Rest for the Wicked, uh, an action RPG being made by the people who made Ori, uh, Moon. Looks very nice. That looks sick. Yeah. All they have to do is uh, public execution. Of every pest in the studio. <laughs> and then we get to go, oh, cool. I can feel good about this. Dan, is that an incitement to violence? No, I didn't tell you to go and publicly execute them. They're supposed to offer them up themselves and live stream it on Twitch. Okay, so. Very different. Yeah, no being toxic, gamers. Sega announced a bunch of things while my computer burst into flames. Bob, would you like to tell us about these things they announced? They showed, like, full 3D remakes of, or new games, I guess, for Just That Radio, Golden Axe, Crazy Taxi, and Streets of Rage. I'm so fucking And Shinobi. And no, no, Shinobi was a 2D thing. Damn, that's a fucking Crazy Taxi game, and my PC burst into flames at the exact right moment. Uh Uh-huh. So, that's insane. I can't believe that there is a full 3D Golden Axe game coming. Right? That seems ludicrous. And you get to play as more than just the lady. It's got everybody. But yeah, they, they look pretty nice. Yeah, I, I genuinely forgot the Jet Set Radio thing kind of leaked. Yeah. Uh, the Streets of Rage thing looks weirdly high fidelity. It does. Like, it looks crazy. Oh, man, Shinobi looks really good, too. Holy shit. That is actually surprisingly good for 2D animation. Right. Oh my god, this Golden Axe game yeah. looks nuts! Yeah, no, the Golden Axe game looks insane. Like, what? Oh man, Crazy Taxi looks good too. 
and it seems to have a multiplayer focus. Man, these look awesome! Why did my I, PC have to do that during that? That might have been my highest point. You know, I hope they I hope they point. understand that uh hope they understand that they need to get Pizza Hut branding back. Hopefully. KFC. Yeah. They had they have the 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 colonel and he needs to get a ride from you. <laughs> in fact, no one there are no more pedestrians in the game. Just a bunch of colonels. Colonel Sanders is. Uh, after that, they uh, they showed off DBZ Spark Dragon Ball Z Sparking Zero, which is Senkaichi Four. Um, it sure hits different when you finally make another Tenkaichi. Uh, how many years I later? Said so many, I don't know. What's the last time, they, guys? What's the last time they made a Tenkaichi? <laughs> You know what was weird about this trailer? Huh. I'm sorry. You know what was great about this trailer? Why? Nothing from Super was in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, uh, the, the Super yeah, they Saiyan went, Blue. Yeah, yeah they, they went, went Super, Super Saiyan, Saiyan Blue. Blue. Nope, I, think somebody, I think somebody went through with a comb and saw somebody from, like, the multiversal tournament. Oh, oh. shot. I mean, that makes sense. It's a Tenkaichi game. That's what. Yeah, Look, you get everybody because the game is so simplistic. You can just put everyone in it. <laughs> yeah, Agro. I hate to tell you this, but you're gonna have to play a game that has granola and gas and oil and the heaters. I'm excited. It. I think it's really neat that the characters look very anime esque, but the backgrounds look like UE5. Just, just like yeah, no, it's here, great. Here's a, a real it's life so environment. Good. Why wouldn't you want to blow that up? <laughs> It's the Dragon Ball Z game I was born to play, baby. Why couldn't Jump Force look like this? Uh, because they needed... specifically made it look bad to cater to Americans. They have literally said that it's like we went realistic because Americans don't like cartoons. They announced a Dead by Daylight spinoff uh, made by the Until Dawn people, made by Supermassive. Uh, the casting of Frank Stone. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, see, this was to lull me into a sense of security. I was like, oh, this is just the Game Awards. I can calm down. And they're like, this storied franchise. And I'm like, all right. From Square Enix. And I'm like, okay. And then they're like, look, it's, it's mana shit, Dan. And I'm like, no. It looks so beautiful, you guys. Visions, Vision of Mana looks so good. It looks so good. It's not on the Switch. It's so good. Look at it. Yeah. It looks so good. No, it, it looked it like if Genshin Impact was a Mana game. It looks so good. It looked so good. That's really hype after that last one being like really, really low rent. I loved like, that I one. Still, like, I still like it too. I like how it looks. Uh-huh. And then you hit a cutscene and you wish there was more money in it. Mm-hmm. This... Looks so expensive for a mana game. It's nice. It feels good. I can finally just stop being silently bitter at all the Saga fans <laughs> who've been eating so well, you greedy Saga fans. It's not it. our fault we have more games than you to be re-released. <laughs> that's, that's not true. There are probably a few, like the Game Boy Advance one. They haven't re-released that or the DS one. or Look, look Dan. <laughs> if there will never, ever ever be a saga game with this much money ever not ever not if the sun go until the sun goes out i don't will there know ever be a saga game with this much money i think it could happen after the, like if they're doing this for mana and we've seen all the saga games getting re-releases i feel like the next step is to do a saga game with this much money 
I don't think it'll have that much money because saga games are defined by their weird cryptic mechanics that put off normal human beings. And I think even the creator is like, we, we better manage our budget on this one. Yeah. This one, this one entire franchise. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's fair. Uh, I, you know, it's important to be a graceful winner. Uh-huh. It's important to not rub it in. <laughs> It's important to feel bad for the people who don't get their Genshin Impact but with mana level of money in a game. Um, hey, at least you got a lot of games, Saga fans. You know, that's... And it was... I had to wait years now wondering if they were even going to come back around to mana, to be honest. Because we don't have a sleeper agent at the top of the company like you do. <laughs> that's true. But but when they did an anime for Legend of Mana a couple years back, I was pretty confident they were, they were cooking. This looks so good. If this isn't my game of the year, I'll be surprised. Fair. It's got flammy. So... I know it's not Square, but Grandia 4 is coming, right? I don't even know fucking know who owns Grandia right now. It's Konami, isn't it? No, it's... it's uh, is it still gung-ho? Yeah, I think it's still gung-ho. <laughs> Do they even fucking make games? Good luck. I, I think that they published that uh, Gungrave game. <laughs> all, I, all they do is ports and online shit. I'm sorry, it's over. It's never been more over. <laughs> Uh, we can move on from Vision of Mana. Uh, they immediately stuck something that would have been really hype for me right after that if they hadn't stuck it right after that. Because, like, Vision of Mana is like a 10 out of 10. I'm, every neuron's firing. I'm right. losing my mind. And then they're like, hey, remember Rise of Ronin? You've been idly excited for this for the past few years. Anyway, here's a lot of footage of gameplay. And I'm like, oh, that looks sick. Yeah, I can't wait to go comb through that because uh, that was really cool looking. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't remember, this is a Koei Tecmo open world Ronin game mm -hmm. uh presumably made by it is team ninja right yeah, it's team ninja so uh and this is the sony second party game this is a playstation what do they even call that like playstation studios technically i, th I think so they put the playstation studios logo okay there, so, so then yeah uh this is coming out march 22nd 2024 that's insane yeah it's slitting dragon's Dogma's throat just frame one <laughs> that's i don't know up. i don't know i think i think dragon's dogma 2 is gonna get the um like the FromSoft-esque armored core, like everybody loves every other game Capcom makes, so this gets an enormous buff from that. It might. Like, I actually think that this might be like the first, like second party Sony thing, uh, other than Forspoken, that um, kind of does worse than they wanted. I mean, Final Fantasy of that. 16, I also think, did, didn't do well. I mean, it by, by didn't do. Standards. They, said, they said it did good. Okay. It did all right. I don't have any reason to deny that. I mean, what was the starting of this? Because I had to, I did zone out for just one second to do something. What was the starting point of bringing that up? Uh, just that it launches the same day as Dragon's Dogma. Oh, okay. So I was saying that it's going to tear that game apart. Hmm. Because it's actually like a brand new. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think people are more interested in giving Dragon's Dogma a fair shake now that it's like Capcom's really respected uh -huh. now in a way that maybe they weren't even then. Yeah, weirdly I mean, enough. that was in the middle of 7th Gen with a low right. point for Capcom. And the tail end yeah. of 7th Gen, which was a definite tail, a low point it also, for Capcom. It also yeah. ran bad and had weird the weird vignetting so it would run it had, slightly acceptably. It had a really bad frame rate and the most cinematic aspect ratio your PS4 
three had ever seen. <laughs> it also just had a lot of like until the re-release at least there was a lot of like no you run like that's how you get around there's no fast travel in this game motherfucker <laughs> which was like poison to people back then especially when your game runs bad and loads long yeah yeah if i if i had to choose between the two of them ugh, okay so santa claus hands me 70 dollars plus tax and says <laughs> yes. you have to choose between one of these two games kid because fuck you the money's technically in your hand but you are making a choice i choose I think I would go Dragon's Dogma. Okay. I think. Because I think there would be more t for me to get into there than just the sheer gameplay of it. Nothing about the world of Rise of Ronin. With Rise of Ronin, I have the confidence it's going to have like a full story. That's true. I, mean, I That's don't have true. Dragon's Dogma at all. Team Ninja has been good <laughs> yeah, about but that, the, huh? But at the same time, I, like, I feel like my brain has almost shut off during all the story cutscenes of Neo 2. Yeah, like, but it looks like there's a main character in this game and not generic man there to fill with boots. That's a sure, but creator. I also felt that way about Neo 1, which was a, a, a specific character. Okay. Yeah, I think Neo 1's 10 times better, but still not great. <laughs> uh, moving on, OD, the Kojima cloud game, was... Yeah, it had people screaming. Why do, so many, why do so many Microsoft games like have promotional material of a face yelling? Uh, well, in Kojima's eyes, the fact you're going to have to zoom into their eyes to see the trailer is funny as hell to him. Mm -hmm. Because oh, everything's the in their eyeballs. Yep. <laughs> he loves his games. Uh, hey, Kojima, do you have a trailer ready? Uh, I've got a MetaHumans tech demo. Do you want that? Yeah, because that was the thing for anyone who didn't see it is powered by MetaHumans. The oh, Unreal Engine 5 I, human creation tool. I did not see that. Yep. Wow. Um... What Jordan Peter, Jordan Jordan Peel. Peel, that was like no, this isn't right. Yeah, Jordan Peterson Jordan. is is, is yeah, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Jordan Peel uh, took the stage with Kojima to talk about how they're they're the best buds. Kojima's friends with everyone in Hollywood. Do you ever notice? Yeah, that? it's crazy. Uh, and they both deeply respect each other as artists and love each other as men. Um, <laughs> was there anything I, else I, to I, that I, that's palpable? Not really. It was just sort of like oh man this is gonna be so great it's grow great so great and i have unlike most of the time kojima comes out and shows something wild and crazy and neat and exciting this really didn't do anything for me because it was just... terrifies me about it like they're like you've never seen anything like this they're gonna launch whatever the fuck this is and it's gonna start deleting people's game pass accounts good <laughs> i've been needing to do that <laughs> it's but yeah, I'm just like, is this a streaming show? What is it? <laughs> and they were pretty unclear about that themselves. Yeah. Uh, but once again, I haven't seen the trailer yet because I haven't zoomed in on the eyes. That's where the real trailer is. You can see plenty of movement and rooms. The way that I, what I kept seeing in their eyes was like, is it, I thought that was literally Kojima's production offices. Like, like his I, face scan thing? Yeah, or? like every time you, you see that place it looks similar to what i saw in their eyes and i was like oh is it supposed to be like just that's how it actually was recorded but the last thing was them staring at the door that was on the stage open mm -hmm. so that was you know you can't tell me there's not a trailer oh in those yeah there's, eyeballs. there's absolutely something there so i'm excited to go check out the 4k version and zoom in on it jurassic park survival what happened 10 seconds later you can find out now holy shit <laughs> Yeah, he plays some characters literally going through every set feature from the first movie, just 
moments after it ended. <laughs> I, I always talk about how much I appreciate Planet of the Apes 2 taking place 10 minutes after the first movie, or possibly even <laughs> one minute after the first movie. Yeah. This is somehow more absurd. Right, because how much you get between every scene in the movie. Right. This isn't one minute after Jurassic Park 1. This is technically, I don't know, half an hour in is where this begins. <laughs> I don't have any thoughts on it because, I mean, didn't they show gameplay at the very end? And by then we had watched so much CG trailer. It was kind of like mush. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. I was like, oh, is it is it VR? And then I was, it was unclear. It might have been first person. Yeah, it seemed like it was just kind of bad looking first person. Your brain went, well, if it looks that bad and it's first person, it's probably right? VR. <laughs> No one would make just a bad looking first person game, would they? Not in 2023, 2024. That would be suicide. Speaking of suicide, I left the room and they said something about Skull and Bones. I have no idea what. I was gone. It was a new trailer. Like it has three player co-op. I'm like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Shouldn't it be more than that? Yeah, three. Right. Did that take a year? I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's out February 16th. All right. Sure. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. You can't I don't believe it. There's I, another beta coming. You can play the game that will not release. Uh, they showed Rocket Racing and Fortnite. So Fortnite, as I mentioned before, they have the UEFN tools, which is Unreal Engine for Fortnite uh, tools, which realistically should have one more F and no ends because Fortnite's one word. Uh, it uh, allows them to make really custom maps and stuff. A lot of this Game Awards show was showcasing a lot of different things with codes shown on screen for you to go and play that for yourselves. And it seemed like Rocket Racing was exactly that, possibly even made by the Rocket League people. Unclear. Yeah, I think they said it was made by them. Yeah, it's the Rocket okay. League people. Okay. Yeah, seemed to have the physics and everything down, so that, that makes sense. Did anyone want to say anything else we can move on? We can move on? We can move on. <laughs> Black Sun Wukong? Is that the name? Um, I think it's Black Myth Wukong. Okay, yeah. Anyways, Black Myth Wukong uh, is coming out August 20th next year, which is... Uh, actually is that the first China super game to ship? I think it is. Yes, I think it is. We're going to enter a brave new era. How's it getting out before Lost Soul aside? Like, like one this. making that. Yeah, but the, when Sony gave him money, he's like, I hired a whole team. Okay, but that was still after... <laughs> Um, Black Sun Wukong started development, I think. Yeah, it was like, that was still three years ago. <laughs> games games take at least eight years to make now. Don't you listen to Phil Spencer? Oh. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. Moving on, Warframe continues and will not stop. December 13th, Whispers in the Wall. Oh, is this an Attack on Titan episode? Shut the f <laughs> Tales of Kanzara. Kanzaro Zao? I don't remember this. I what don't the fuck was this? Chris? Yeah, the, the, uh, this was the uh, African game. Yeah, this was the oh, African game. Oh, this was that, oh, that okay. Was yes, support by Critical Role and the other studio. Yeah, the Ridley Scott for some reason. Yes, oh, yeah, Ridley right. Scott yeah. Creative Group was the name of it, and it had the uh, actor on stage explain that this story was about him losing his father, and uh, the story seemed really interesting. And it was yet another two and a half D game, kind of like the Prince of Persia game. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh shit. It's back. We're back. And Bob was like, this reminds me of Outland or whatever the name of that Housemark Housemark 2.5D game was. That comes out April 23rd, 2024. I am so glad it is not this year. 
that actually seemed like it could be legit. Don't Nod has a new not Life is Strange. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, as in Stephen King's it, as in there's like, we have an evil supernatural <laughs> thing as kids, then it cuts to us as adults. Uh. I think during that trailer, Vox Andrew tweeted, Life is Stranger Things. Yeah, now listen, then. Don't Nod, you're gonna be you're gonna be bitches and cowards because you're, there's no way that you're gonna have the writing team do a bunch of coke and write in an underage sewer orgy like exists in the book. Yeah, and obviously that just makes you uh, lower as a piece of art if you don't write the most deranged fucking shit. <laughs> Look, you if can't top Stephen tell King. You what's in your project, and you go, I was doing a lot of coke then, man. I, I, whatever's in there, I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, next we had a DNF action game called uh, The First Berserker Kazan God this was ludicrous looking Yeah this looks sweet as shit Dude uh, Amazing character designs Cool looking action combat Amazing uh, environments mm -hmm. It's got it all You play Siegfried <laughs> Aggro's coping <laughs> Apex Legends Cross Final Fantasy 7 January Read the rest Dan <laughs> Nobody cares Moby Nobody cares I'm sure somebody cares They announced a Blade game <sighs> Yeah the, the, Like announced as we started Development announced Yeah Why do all the Marvel games get this sort of announcement because not Disney the, says not all of them. Which one did? Two did. <laughs> yeah, that's like Spider Man it. Two oh. was announced at the PS2 reveal. The PS2 reveal. Hot damn! They <laughs> spent the forever PS, on that shit. PS5 reveal. I'm pretty sure. I'm like they're Miles Morales and Spider Man Two. Right, but they already had another team working on two because it was a different team that made Miles but Morales. They, so it was already in development when they announced it. They, they announced Spider Man One really early. But it was already in development for years at that point. This sounds like they literally announced it now and they have no work done. Yeah, it's a lot like the Avengers announcement. Yes, it's that tier where it's just like, we're here to announce we will make product and you will eat it. And I guess the Indiana Jones announcement. And that. There is a lot of Microsoft announcements, which is why I find the association with Marvel weird because I generally think of this as a Microsoft thing. Mm -hmm. uh, because it keeps happening and their games keep not coming out. Um, but yeah, Blade is being made by Arcane Leon. Uh, it is going to be a third-person sort of action game. They said many statements that implied open world. We'll see. Maybe yeah, that was just vibes of open world. Uh-huh. Um, it didn't even have platforms yet, because I imagine Disney is being, is being like, yeah, we'd like to make money. And Microsoft is like, but it's our studio. And then, and then Disney goes, but we'd like to make money. This thing doesn't have a year. It doesn't even have an implication of a year. Whatever. And this they, is they the arcane that did, not make, that did not do Redfall. Yeah, this, so. is, this is Deathloop. This is Deathloop Arcane. This is Deathloop Dishonored Arcane. Cool. Twisted Metal Season 2 confirmed. Neat. Good. That show's good. That show is good. And right. I have high hopes for Season 2 because they have a successful Season 1. They can build on that. Mm-hmm. They teased a lot in the, the end of that season one, too. We've got the whole surfboard now. Let's go. <laughs>
Uh, Last Sentinel. What was that one? Is is that the thing I thought was uh... Ghost in the Shell? Yeah. Oh, it's that one. Okay. Oh, is this the one made by the former Rockstar guys? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because it's got like a futuristic. Uh, yeah, the is... futuristic thing and the robot beating open the the robot grabs the woman's throat and then you can see in the CG trailers artist's mind. Oh God, we can't have him snap her neck for the game award, so she just gets slammed down. And then she's half robot, as in we've exposed the half of her face to show she is, in fact, a whole robot. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I had no thoughts with that other than there, you could do cool things with these aesthetics and tones. Right. It was like, this is a neat CG trailer. I sure hope the game is cool. I'd love to see a open world like GTA style, but with Ghost in the Shell like stuff. Uh, then we got a trailer for the first Descendant. Bob, you might be familiar with the first Descendant. I played this. This is a Korean-made uh, Destiny. But with Overwatch-style character selecting. This comes out summer 2024. It looks really nice. Yeah, yeah, the art's very good. Mecha Break looked fucking sick. Yup. It's a mech game. But it was like a Super Robot Wars... <laughs> because all the mechs came from different shows. <laughs> I was of course, genuinely confused. <laughs> yeah, you know, there was a moment where we're like, Sony, they got Gundam. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Is this Super Robot Wars? No, no, I recognize what all these robots are, but not that specifically. <laughs> uh huh. So that looked pretty cool. That was Mecha Break. Then we got Den of Wolves, which, uh, you know, in the movie Fight Club, when he's like, the gun's not in your hand, it's in mine. That was the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Jesus. I I just couldn't help but think of that being like, you made a whole trailer out of that one shot in Fight Club. Anyway, uh, it's being made by the Payday devs. This is apparently a dream game for the guy. Uh, you're trapped in some existential cyber nightmare. Sci-fi. Question mark? Possibly do, still doing payday light heists, but in but cyber in nightmare. Cyber nightmare? I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> Exoborn. We thought it was the Surge Three. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little condemning. <laughs> we thought it was a surprisingly good-looking <laughs> Surge Three. Is that good? I okay, think. that that did a little bit of a boost. Uh, the trailer kind of made it look like it could have been uh, an extraction shooter or a battle royale. And they said extraction shooter battle right. royale. At the yeah, end. So yeah. That's that, the, the genre that will be completely dead before another game launches in it. it absolutely yeah. Will. And every one of these games will create for on impact. Yep. Uh, Hello Games, which is a No Man's Sky people. Why do we why do we bring that up instead of the other game they made? What the fuck was the name of that? Stump, the, Stuntman whatever. Oh, right. St Joe? Joe Danger. Joe Danger, yeah. Why do we bring up No Man's Sky? Everyone loves Joe Danger. <laughs> Chad, do you even fucking remember Joe Danger? Nobody remembers Joe Danger. They're Nobody like, yeah, that movie's hilarious. David Spade's great in it. I'm like, God damn it, that's Joe Dirt. <laughs> no, I love the one where it's Andy Samberg. God damn Wait, what is that one? <sighs> what is that one? Anyway, <laughs> they announced a new game called Light No Fire. It sounded really cool. Imagine an open world, seamless, procedurally generated a la No Man's Sky, but all on one planet. 
Skyrim. It's a fantasy or, game, yeah. Or action RPG, fantasy themed, of course. Uh, but it has those Amiga vibes because one, at one point a character was flying on a giant hummingbird and I was like, oh, this is good. Yeah. I like this. Uh, that's someone, a, someone that's got the thing I like Hot Rod. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have Joe anywhere in it. I guess it's a stuntman, though. Yeah, he's a stuntman. What is the Hot Rod spoiler cast? Yeah, when you die. <laughs> The second you die, person who wrote the person who wrote this, the second you die, we will celebrate by only watching it then. In memoriam. It's what they would have wanted, which is why we didn't do it while they were alive. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, this this Light No Fire looked really sick. I uh, liked the logo stylings of it, all of the environmental assets. It looked cool. They got me again. I told myself I was too smart to fall for his trick twice. Right. He even came out and said, like, I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't say these things. <laughs> no, baby, it's okay. He's changed. <laughs> I can't believe he changed. I can't. But it looks sick. It looks like my ideal. You know, it's much more my thing than uh, No Man's Sky, which already, you know, it gets stronger every year. It's been building momentum for mm -hmm. 10 years now. It's, uh, I'm excited for this. Simu Liu is in Stormgate. Stormgate is on Kickstarter. Early access starts next summer. Stormgate is a StarCraft knockoff made by former Blizzard people. Fucking hell, any of that fits together. Right, <laughs> all of those seem like just they should not be part of the same news article. No. <laughs> it's all wrong. So Stormgate looks cool. It's looked cool basically every time we've seen the gameplay. I, I've watched, you know, some trailers and videos talking about it and stuff. And it, it, I'm genuinely excited. This is the one time I've been like, oh, this is um, hmm. getting your Hollywood celebrity and then also showing up on Kickstarter yeah. to me doesn't feel good. No. Uh, my wife isn't dead. Elfelt is, in fact, back in Guilty Gear Strive. Out now, I think. Holy shit. Right. I didn't expect it. I genuinely thought I was going to have to wait for a whole other Guilty Gear game before she would come back. Yeah, I might just buy the season pass now. Like, Johnny and her are enough. Cool. We'll see. Maybe I'll co-fund that. <laughs> you know, I don't give a shit about Johnny, but, you know. I just need to jam, and I'm like, okay, that's all the Guilty Gear characters I really needed. <laughs> he says until Testament is one of them, and you go, what the fuck? How can you fit this in the game? Testament's too big. Uh, you, Testament's already in oh, the wait, game. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm you're thinking talking, of ju uh, justice. Ju justice. Yeah, I was like... Which, I, I believe the character already in the game is technically her without the suit. Yes! So I don't know yes. if they can put her in. Put her back in. Yeah. <laughs> put her uh, yeah, back I, I in the suit. You're gonna, I don't think you're going to get justice, just like I don't think you're going to get Holy Order Soul. I think the window for that has passed. But it's really funny, the concept of Strive having to render justice. <laughs> I mean, they could do what they did to uh, Asuka R. Kreutz, where it's like, it's a clone. Oh. That's why he's Asuka, Asuka R. Hashtag in, <laughs> in the playable one in Strive, I think, because he's supposed to be a clone. All right. All right. But yeah, Elfelt's back. I'm very excited to hear the uh, English dub. Stuff, stuff about her, stuff about her, like the way she plays come out. And apparently she's just Noel now. I noticed. 
I was very happy. I had to hold back on saying that the whole time because I'm like, some fighting game person is going to be like, actually, this is nothing like how you're supposed to play Noelle. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Her bouquet becomes a fucking gun. And the way she's swinging it and shit looks like Noelle Vermillion, which mm -hmm. is also one of my favorite Blaze Blue characters. You know, now that I think about it, Blaze Blue was kind of the game that I had the most mains in, I think, outside of Smash Bros. Right, of course. Look, not every game can have 100 characters like Smash. <laughs> uh, they showed off the Final Fantasy 16 DLC, Echoes of the Fallen, out now. The Rising Tide, out next year. You can buy both together right now. Uh, that looked like cool stuff. Yeah, it's 20. They, they, I guess they learned from the fucking Remind shit because the both, both are $25. Like, you get both for $25. Uh, what was the Remind thing? How does that play? Remind in was 40 it was 40? I thought it was 30. It was 40, I'm pretty sure. Oh. No wonder I was so upset. Maybe I'm misremembering and it was just 30, but I'm pretty sure it was 40. I'm pretty sure they fucking, it was extreme. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. I think the, the part was the justification was a Disney tax or something, but that doesn't. Okay, doesn't people are good. saying it's 30. Yeah, so yeah which, but that was before games were 70. Right. So 30s, it felt even worse. 30s. 30s definitely expensive for what was there. Mm -hmm. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. There was, that felt Spartan. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, this seemed really cool. Uh, that seemed like stuff I really wish was in the core game. Mm -hmm. It seemed like moments that would have really helped flesh out that journey and that experience. Um, just from what the trailer showed of that. So, so this looks cool. Get excited, 16 fans. The finals comes up and everyone groans. I'm just going to read it as Chris wrote it. <laughs> yeah, no, that. Why was that near the end of the show? I don't know why a human hosted that segment. We should have gotten a rampant AI. <laughs> Chat GPT is going to host this segment. They can't afford a guy to go out to the fucking LA. The game launches really soon. I think it's out now. And Monster Hunter Wilds was announced for 2025. Ooh. No switch on the platforms. Yeah, I believe it was next-gen exclusive as well. That makes sense. I bet it will be on the second switch, though. It could, maybe. maybe. But this may it's be worth, too, too big, too ambitious. It's worth noting that um, the Mana game, Visions of Mana, also did not list Switch, and there was something from, I think maybe even in the pre-show that I'm forgetting that was there that should have had Switch, like, based on what kind of game it was, should have had Switch as a game but didn't so I mean, uh, yeah a lot of games there weren't many switch games shown if no any it it's it's almost like within the next year something that is taking the place of the switch is launching you say <laughs> that but the ceo said no never it's on there's that and visions of mana specifically is also on ps4 I think yes. Sony's gonna get a lot of gonna get a lot of free content for PS4 coming out of the Switch 2 being basically the same spec. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And it's really funny because what we're gonna see is the Switch 2 has a game, the PS4 has a game, and the Xbox doesn't have a game. Because we've already seen that started happening. Mm -hmm. But it's only more magnified and underscored when the Switch 2 gets it and the PS4 gets it, and then the Xbox doesn't. Nobody gives a shit about the Xbox One, and now nobody owns one, so they're never ever gonna do that. Like, we already got it with Street Fighter, and it's just going to keep happening. I mean, here's the thing, Chris. You can't trust those surveys. People don't know what Xbox they own. They named them too confusingly. <laughs> 
Anyways, that's it for the Game Awards 2023. I thought that was a great show. Yeah, that was incredible. They announced mm -hmm. the first AAA-led Mana game since the Super Nintendo, arguably, and I would say the PS1. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah. Ugh. You know, it was, it was a really good show, especially after a year straight, it felt like bad trade shows. Like, oh, we, yeah, no, I was looking at that sheet. Right. Let me see if I still have it up because it was like, oh, these are so many Ds. I feel like the, the highest anything got from average from us was a C plus, something like that. Yeah, it, this is a lot better than it. I think they probably could have uh, cut some of these bad games and let people talk more than 30 seconds, which it came out that explicitly you got 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, that that checks out. This isn't we should cut the award show out of the show. <laughs> Which I know they'll ever do. Like that's, it, it felt it felt legitimately like an afterthought. This is the first year where it actually felt cartoonish and how much it was an afterthought. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this summer of gaming 2023 grade repository, which covers all the way up until Gamescom opening night live, and the best on average. Score-wise, seems to be Summer Games Fest 2023. Most of our scores were B minus, three B minuses, a C plus, and a B. Uh, the next closest appears to be Ubisoft Forward, which just shows you how desperate we were oh, by the time that aired. Right. Three days later, uh, we gave that a B minus, a B minus, a B, a C minus, and a B minus. So yet again, three B minuses, a C minus, and a B, making it. Slightly lesser than Summer Games Fest 2023. So this being A, A minus, A, A minus. Uh-huh. Awesome. And I thought it was a great show. We got to see a lot of new games. We got to see some... Uh, once again, my wife is back in Guilty Gear. And she's my one of my favorite characters from Place Blue. <laughs> and a mana game is AAA. A thing I... I didn't even think we were going to get another Mono game. Sega was... announced like four games. Sega announced four Gangbuster games while my fucking GPU burst into flames because Chrome wanted too much memory or something. Speaking of which, with yeah, like I think know. it's funny that all those games are full 3D except Shinobi, and I'm like, yeah, that's correct. That is the correct power scaling. I do wonder because I'm like, I get why you do the Shinobi in 2D. There's an artistry that's already shown in that tiny bit of trailer that 3D would be hard to impart, like at a reasonable budget, mm. like giant monster in the distance walking, like this fucking Mononoke looking spirit shade thing. So I get it. Um, and also there are so many people who like the 2D Shinobis that don't like Shinobi on PS2 because they had a bottle racket accident when they were a child. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I like, it feels bad because it's like, we'll never see those tiny games again. Just like, those two on the PS2 and that's it. It's over. Shinobi is this 2D game. It's funny. He said two and I'm like, there's only one Shinobi game on the PS2. Oh, he wants me to acknowledge Nightshade. Okay. <laughs> I'm not acknowledging Nightshade. Fuck I, that. I, I'm not going to do that outside of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's Didn't fair. the director like leave the industry? Oh yep. yeah. He was gone before Nightshade. Oh no, he's like. not. Wait, what? The director for the director for Shinobi 20, 2002 is still at Sega. He was a programmer on Sonic Frontiers. All right. I guess it was someone because there were multiple people in that interview that I, I looked up and I guess it, it wasn't him. But there were definitely some that was like, oh, man, I haven't seen any activity from them since 2002. Sonic fans don't take this the wrong way. Man, 
that's the director, and he went from making one of the most compelling, stylish, sexy action games ever made. And the inspiration, arguably, for Bayonetta, if not through it, then through its sequel, Nightshade, to a programmer on Sonic Frontiers? Yeah, it's pretty dire. That, that's, that makes me sad. I'm a little sad over that. Hopefully someday. Someday, Sega, somebody will let them know, like, Shinobi on PS2 was cool. That difficulty was deranged, though. Yeah, yeah. Make a new one of those where the difficulty isn't deranged. <laughs> Anyways, that's gonna. That was a great show. Yeah, no, I'm surprised that uh, Jeff delivered like the few days before the event when I watched his like live stream, just to you know the off the cuff thing he does on Twitter and stuff. He was like, "Yeah, they expect a lot of new IPs," mm -hmm. and I don't know if this is going to be. I can't give a rating for this show because I don't know what's a big thing for you, and because there's so much new stuff, it's not something you can get hyped about just out mm -hmm. of the blue. Yeah, I didn't really believe him. Because, yeah. you know, that sort of thing is hard to do. But here we are. Like, no, there were a bunch of brand new games that look cool. Yeah. The, the, the future of gaming is exciting. Right now, gaming is exciting. If you know a person in your life, in your sphere, who thinks gaming is worse now than it was in 7th gen, that we need to go back, you can do better. You can free yourself from them. <laughs> Take them to therapy so they can get help for the bottle rocket accident they had as a child. <laughs> it might still be lodged up. Taste thing in there. Just remove it at some point. It's gonna get infected. Yeah, because this is great. I feel positive about games. It's great vibes. I wish these other events this year had this positive of vibes. But uh -huh. it feels like we finally got over the hump of COVID. It yeah. feels like with this, we have now finally cleared it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited for next year. A lot of the stuff was 2025, though. Yeah, there was a surprising amount of 2025, but there was a good chunk of 2024. Mm -hmm. And some of those things are shockingly close. Like Rise of Ronin, I did not expect yeah. him fucking March! I know! Next to all these other things I want to play. It's too much. It's just too much, man. Anyways, uh... I'm gonna type it in what we got going on. Uh... So tomorrow, based on the timeline, which we don't know which timeline we're in right now, we are either playing Bujingai, the Gact Simulator on PS2 with a HDMI modded PS2 for superb visual quality and <laughs> audio quality. Ooh. Lossless digital audio. Incredible. Or something horrible is going to happen when we test that tonight and we end up playing Mindjack tomorrow. <laughs> what a bad timeline that is. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of a difference there. <laughs> the timeline changes just a little bit based on will this retro gaming hardware mod work? Reminder, it didn't last time, which is why the 24-hour Tony Hawk Marathon hadn't happened yet. Um, on Saturday, I'm going to be a part of twitch.tv slash Voxandra's uh, tournament. It is a very exciting tournament. It is for a video game. I'm not blanking on the word on the name at all because I don't have a long history of mixing this up with one other specific game. It is a puzzle fighter tournament. 
and I've trained so much for this moment. Oh, Let I'm sure. Please be excited. The brackets already got released to show us who's going to fight who. Oh, yeah? Uh, so the first person I'm fighting is Zoe Techie, a person I have no idea of their gaming ability, let alone their gaming ability in this certain thing, because I've never watched any of their content. Uh-oh. <laughs> You'll do great, Dan. I'm also the you. first match. So we You're may open this match. tournament by me to just being like, well, I'm glad this hole was dug for me. Let me just lie down in it. Oh, no, Dan. This I'm, is pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Zoe Techie did a deathless Castlevania one run. Yeah, but that's for not the Fighting, You're probably. right. That's a different game. So I'll be fine. I'll be fine. When's the last time you played Puzzle Fighter? So one time Vox came down to Niceville and uh, started COVID. Don't do Twitch crossovers lightly. Don't take it lightly, audience, because sometimes someone visits your hometown that sounds fictional, and by collapsing that waveform, uh, COVID happens. It really... I don't know the science behind it, but that's... <laughs> so then Vox grabs a cannonball. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, um, I am really excited for that, mar uh, that tournament, even though I'm likely going to eat it. Uh, I wish this could have happened during a point in my life. I got to actually train a lot leading up to mm -hmm. it, but you know, we just barely got this setup done in time for today's events. And if you're looking at the time, you might realize podcast day has been eight hours long so far. Yeah, it's almost one in the morning. Oh my god! Time to go get four chicken quesadillas and a large cheer wine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris, what are you up to? I don't know. My streaming plans keep being derailed by things that have to be fixed. Uh, Currently, oh. that is the water softener. Oh. So, streams will happen in December. Maybe closer to the middle of the month than I would have liked, but they, they, they will return. This short little hiatus will end, and we will play Rep Rugrats, <laughs> the search for Reptar on PS1. <laughs> <laughs> and possibly Spider-Man Maximum Carnage and Cool Spot. And the Land Before Time game on PS1? <laughs> wow. These are some streams. Hey, Dr. Agro, what do you have going on? Uh, not getting my ass beat in public at Puzzle Fighters. So, <laughs> I mean, after that happens, if, if, you, if you need somebody to talk to or play VR golf with, you know, you just let me know. Ooh, yeah. I actually Wait, do. Oh. That, that is on my Game of the Year list. <laughs> I... Uh, since Dan's going to compete on Saturday, I have to say this now. <clears throat> I can't even imagine Dan losing. I'm trying to think of how the Chris curse works. How do, the, how do verbally spoken statements apply to the Chris curse? I got genuinely scared it was going to be turning point to Fall of Liberty again during the Game Awards. Oh, yeah. That actually, because it was such a plain looking shooter when you made the joke of like, no. Yeah, it's dangerous out there. Yeah. Well, now Dan, can you can one more thing before oh, because of the tournament? Can you stare at the camera in like a inch stare type way and say, "Nah, I'd win." Nah, I'd win.
Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Big Think Dimension. Big Think Dimension is quite literally only possible because of you and your support over at patreon.com slash gbpodcast, which helps me afford internet and food and shelter. And that's really important for four human beings to have. But also occasionally we, we spend it on, on equipment. Luckily, we haven't had to do that in a bit, but I feel like I'm just risking it by saying this right now!